Tonight, Israel's military is claiming Hamas has lost control of the north of the territory after weeks of relentless Israeli bombing. Jeremy Bowen has been with the Israeli Defense Forces inside the territory. While the BBC retained editorial control of his reports, the sections featuring the Israeli military have been cleared by the IDF. Like young soldiers in many wars, Israeli troops looked excited, not apprehensive, as they made their final preparations to join Israel's invasion of the Gaza Strip. They're moving in as the war approaches a critical point. Their colleagues already inside the Strip have surrounded Gaza City. These men might be part of the next stage, locating Hamas tunnels and fighting street by street. Israel's Prime Minister promised his country a mighty vengeance against Hamas. But with so much firepower, one question, is Israel following Joe Biden's advice not to be blinded by rage, to defend itself but also protect the lives of Palestinian civilians? We went into Gaza with the Israeli army on condition we didn't reveal their positions. Video shot after they took us through the gap in the fence into Gaza, though not this script, had to be submitted to their military censors. We got out of the back of an armored vehicle and walked into a wasteland. After a month of airstrikes and more than a week of tanks and troops, every building I saw was damaged or destroyed. They wanted to show us what they said was a Hamas weapons factory in this wrecked structure. Yeah, this is uh, scuba diving equipment that's uh, meant to come from, from sea, from their land to our land. And they made drones that drop bombs, he said, in this workshop. Places like this, he said, originated the 7th of October attacks. But upstairs was a family apartment. The soldiers said it was more proof that Hamas used civilians as human shields, building bombs underneath a bedroom used by children. The officer said Hamas, not Israel, was responsible for civilian deaths. We know intelligence. We know what we hit. We know the targets. They're approved by, the, by our command. It's not that I wake up and uh, my, my objective is to, to ruin the, the city. I aim for enemy, an enemy only. And I use all in my power to hit the enemy only. So judging by the, the destruction here, the enemy was everywhere, you'd say? Yes. Yes. Israel's strategic equation measures the destruction and death it's brought to Palestinians in Gaza, civilians as well as Hamas, against the pain of its own people and the importance of making them feel safe again. The overriding impressions I have from being here is, first of all, the level of force that Israel has brought to bear on the Gaza Strip, a vast amount of military power. In addition, the level of destruction, massive destruction, thousands of homes gone. Israel says a military necessity, self-defense. Abir's view was different. She said it was because of Israel's bombardment, because nowhere was safe, because there was no food or drinking water for the children, and because Israel had bombed the bakeries. Israel said 50,000 Palestinians moved south after it promised safe passage. Hamas released more videos of its fight against Israel in Gaza's streets.
It claims victories, but it is vastly outgunned. Hamas cannot win a toe-to-toe -to -toe fight with Israel, but guerrilla tactics hit and run might drag the war out for months and force a ceasefire. More Israeli tanks were moving forward as we left the Gaza Strip this evening. Israel's Western allies support the invasion. But America's reminders about the laws of war and the pressure for humanitarian pauses suggest even Israel's closest allies are queasy about this war's human catastrophe. Jeremy Bowen, BBC News, Gaza. Israel clearly tightening its grip on the territory. And we'll hear from Jeremy uh, with a little bit more in a moment. But a warning tonight from the U.S. Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, saying there should be no Israeli occupation of Gaza when the current conflict comes to an end. He was speaking after a meeting of G7 foreign ministers in Japan, and he called for the territory and the West Bank here to be united under the Palestinian Authority. Uh, it's also clear that Israel cannot occupy Gaza. Um, now, the reality is that there may be uh, a need for some transition period uh, at the end of the conflict, but it is imperative that um, the Palestinian people uh, be central to, uh, to governance uh, in, uh, in Gaza and uh, in the West Bank as well. Anthony Blinken uh, speaking earlier today. Let's return to Jeremy, who's uh, now in southern Israel, but as we've seen, has been with Israeli forces inside Gaza. Jeremy, I don't think there's anyone who believes the Hamas are going to win this war. Clearly, the Americans are looking towards the end game when the fighting is over. And that was a very clear warning. How do you think things could pan out once the conflict comes to an end? First of all, don't forget Hamas probably have a different definition of victory to Israel. If they can keep fighting, as far as they're concerned, they won't be beaten. I think that once the fighting stops through whatever means, then perhaps the really difficult part starts because the Palestinians will still be there. The problem will still be there. Who will run the territory? The Israelis have said, Mr. Netanyahu, the prime minister, has said they want to retain security control. So that implies some kind of Palestinian governance. Which Palestinians would like to do that on Israel's say-so? The Americans believe the only way forward is to move towards that old idea, the old failed idea up to now of a two-state solution. In other words, independent Palestine alongside Israel. Now, this current Israeli government is viscerally opposed to such a notion which would, for example, mean that it would have to pull back settlers from the West Bank, where at the moment the settlers it backs are pushing very hard against the Palestinians and the Palestinians say that they're running riot. 